Cold pizza Tuesday. Tuesday. I got food up in the fridge. Hey, y'all. What's up, Matt? You know what I was just thinking? No. How hard it would be to read a book if your hands were floppy. Like, make your hands really floppy and try and read that book. Like, is this pretty floppy, I guess? Yeah, no, floppier. As floppy uh, as you can possibly make them. You can't read that book that way. I can't. I would need help. And that's how I imagine a T-Rex feels. Probably why they're extinct. Never I imagine their hands is very rigid, just very they're small. They're probably rigid. And, yeah, that would be hard, right. too. That would be pretty much impossible because you couldn't see under your snout. But, like, <laughs> you with those floppy hands, like, I guess you could get... Either way. But you could get an e-book. Because all you have to do is touch it like that. Oh. Anyway. Is this a plug for an ebook? What is it? This? this is a plug for a thin crust conversation. <laughs> but the the books are deep dish. That's what we're talking Ooh. about. And since we're on the topic of pizza, before we get into literature, um, Papa John's has a new New York style pizza. And we I did do, not know that. This is book it. We do it pizza based Hut. on Pizza I mean, Hut's book yeah. it. Uh, but I'm just saying, then the pizza scene. And so that got me thinking... What kind of pizza do you like? Like stylistically, not place. Like so deep dish, thin crust. You got Chicago style, you got New York style, you got, yeah, deep dish. You have stuffed crust, things of that sort. What's, the, what's your ideal? I, I like a Chicago style, but I wouldn't, but like once in a blue moon. You can only eat that. No, not all the time. How often is a blue moon? It's rare. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not very often. Cool. Uh, I would pick hand tossed because it's kind of in the middle. You get a little bit of both. Yeah. And yeah, thin crust is good, but not the best. Hand tossed. Hmm. Deep dish, also good, like the, but blue moon type of situation. Sure. What about you? Well, no, I'm the host today. So you don't have to I answer am, any I'm questions. I'm the one asking questions. <laughs> okay. You <you're> dummy. Right. <laughs> Anyway, you read a book. I did. You read a book one week. I read a book the next week. It was your week. You read a book. What'd you read? I, I read a short book. That's usually the best way to go. It was a good way to go because short on time, short book. Uh, this is the book. Siddhartha, Siddhartha by Herman Hesse. That's what I was going to say. And there it is. Famous book. Yeah, this one's about falling apart. But In fact, at the top of that, I think it says how famous it is. His most famous novel. Boom. He's a Swiss-German <laughs> guy, and that type. is his, in tiny font, mm-hmm. revealed to be his most famous novel. That's right. He's an interesting guy. Very interesting guy. Yeah. So what did you find of interest about Herman Hesse? I think, well, what did I find of interest? He joined the First World War after he was already kind of like down his career path. He came from a family of pri- I would say thinkers, Mm -hmm. theologians, artists, musicians, that kind of thing. And, yeah, just going back to the World War thing, I think that was interesting, but he wasn't put on the front lines. He was put in care of, like, wounded soldiers and such and had a pretty strong stance against, like, nationalism because I think he thought it divided people. And it's similar to, like, um, the Martin Luther King quote about, Love overcoming hate. He had similar lines of thinking, mm. and uh, but yeah, just t- really creative. Was a painter, poet, 
uh, I think you said something about some fairy tales. Yeah. And, of course, a novelist, so. they I've read his fairy tales. And they're not of the German variety like Dwight Schrute talks about, <laughs> like thumbs get eaten off, but yeah. they're close. Like, like moral lessons that end in. <laughs> I, I wouldn't read these to my kid. And they weren't like graphic or, there's more intense than the fairy. When we think fairy tales, we're like, Oh, there's some rocks in a jar, and the birds find a way to get them out. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's true. Like, I don't know. There's, like, more fable, moral, kid-like. His are, like, intense and psychological and deep. Like, if you really got into them, you'd be like, whoa, what did I just read? (laughs) I want to read one. They were good. It's a really beautiful book. But, yeah, he's... I found him interesting. I think that's what you said, too. Like, is there anything that would make you more anti-war than war? Right. And it's probably done so to many a soul who gets, even if they're not on the front lines, see some of the things they see, and it makes you rethink probably a lot of things we do as humans. Yeah. Yeah, and this book, I mean, I would say one of the themes maybe is peace, uh, or at least um, behavior as uh, is really valued as in a person. So tell us a little bit. It's <laughs> a really lame way to say that. No, no, no. It's such an eloquent book that, uh, yeah, it feels silly the way I put it. But Well, tell us a little bit about the book structure, because I remember I've read this before, but read it really fast. and then, But even when I was reading it fast, I was like, this is deep. I should probably revisit this book. But it did read a little bit what I'm talking about, fairy tale, fable. Mm-hmm. It, it, Two men were on the side of the road and went walking. Like, it feels like a story sort of like that, that a grandparent is telling their grandchild, but in, like, supreme eloquence and all of that. So how did you take it? How did you read it? What's it like being in there? And then what's the story about? Hmm. Where to be? Well, the story's basically about one character, Siddhartha, and his sort of journey, uh, inward journey, outward journey, and he... The book starts out where he's at home, and it you sort of get the feeling they live like at a monastery or some sort of uh, environment like that. Um, and he tells his dad, I'm striking out, you know, like, I, I want your permission, but I'm leaving here. And his dad doesn't want to give it, and but in the end, he gives him his blessing to go. And he, yeah, it is very poetic. But the language is very simple. So mm-hmm. it's like, like you said, the two men meet on the road. It's like that. So yeah. it's really easy reading, but there's a lot of poetry and probably symbolism and things like that uh, woven in. And I like books like that. So it was enjoyable, enjoyable. But sometimes you find yourself wondering, what what's he getting at? You mm-hmm. know, like, what's the, I feel like there's a point. Am I getting the point type thing? Yeah. Um, and there's like, Religion shows up. Oh yeah, in a well, way. like Buddha shows up, right? Buddha shows <laughs> like, up. Oh, it's Buddha. Yes. Yeah. He like meets the Buddha and says, "I think everything you're saying is right and wonderful, but I'm still gonna go." And like his friend Siddhartha's like best friend um, ends up staying with the Buddha, and yeah. so they part ways. And so he sort of leaves his father and his family because uh-huh. he doesn't quite buy into everything or needs to, and then. Buddha, eh, sort of leaves that. So it's a man journeying towards truth. Mm-hmm. That's the tale, right? That's right. Pretty much. Yeah. And he he goes off and, yeah, becomes, uh, he meets a woman and I, I won't, 
say that he falls in love. She's a courtesan, and so, I don't know. And then he works for this businessman, and he becomes really successful, but he finds himself always still, like, unfulfilled. Hmm. And so... No one feels that way. <laughs> really unrelatable story. Yeah. You try a bunch of different things, and none of them fill you up. That's weird. Yeah. It's weird that book got popular. It's his most famous novel. I guess that's true. No, but yeah. So tries the family thing or what he's grown up, tradition, tradition mm-hmm. lets him down. Tries some emerging religion. Likes it, but not quite what he tries love. It's good, but it's not yeah. the end all be all business. Eh, yeah. take it or leave it. He just keeps jumping. He right? just keeps kind of moving down the and road, And then he gets so a Peloton, speak. and he's set. Everything's easy breezy from there. That's right. But <laughs> that be a funny ending? Especially like this book was, I don't know, written in 1922 or something, and all of a sudden... Do you think that book's being written right now? Somewhere out there, some... Yeah. <laughs> the Mecca. Yeah. Peloton. Peloton. Uh, so, yeah. So, he, you're right. He tries all these things, dabbles, doesn't feel quite fulfilled, goes back to this river. He crosses a river at a point in the story, and the, there's a gentleman that takes him across the river, doesn't charge him. He comes back to that guy. He's wearing his fine clothes this time instead of, like, kind of rags or barely clothed the first time. He's got perfume in his hair. You know, he just looks like a totally different man. The guy doesn't recognize him, but then he does. And he's like, all right, yeah, come on this journey. He ends up moving in with that guy and um, whose wife had died. And anyway, they develop this friendship kind of teacher-mentor-student relationship. Um, and he just lives by the river until one day his uh, former lover and son show up. And so, Mm-mm. anyway, yeah. You had one of those. Yeah. Really interesting tale. It's I like don't a Jerry Springer episode at the end. Paternity <laughs> <laughs> no, test. This is your kid. No. No, it wasn't like that? It, not quite. No. Not quite. All the drama. Yeah. It's more peaceable. It is. That I felt the, that with this book. I remember it is very um, chaotic in the guy's soul, but very peaceful, too. Like, his conversation with his father doesn't rise to a shout. It's like just calm reason. Mm-hmm. And then his conversation with the Buddha is like calm reason. Yeah. Uh, all that just seems very... The Buddha... Like it's breathy and calm. Yeah. Even though it's not. Like it's man's search for meaning, but in a way that's like plodding along, not like sprinting. Yeah. I don't know if you felt that at all. For sure. Like he doesn't seem to be clamoring outwardly. But maybe like inwardly, he is a little, a little bit clamory. And the Buddha says something interesting back to him because um, most of what the Buddha does in their interaction is just listen. Um, and he sort of gives some praise to Siddhartha, like you're very clever, but watch out for your cleverness type mm-hmm. thing. And if you want to, don't want to follow me, you know, like blessings as you go type <laughs> sentiment. Um, and I think something he wrestled with is like his thirst for knowledge never really gets fulfilled either. Like he knows a lot of things and is very wise in a lot of ways, but he doesn't have a rest for his soul, maybe until towards the end. But hmm. spoiler alert. <laughs> I wonder if, too, because he was Swiss German, 
The he, author, yeah. yeah. He was industrialized. He was probably the religion mm. he was most familiar with was Christianity. Yeah. And yet he packages a lot of this in based sort of on a trip to India and packages it on sort of a more Indian religion. And Eastern, it's all very Eastern. And I think mm-hmm. to his audience, who was probably more Western, I wonder if he packages that way so it is um, because it's stretched out of context. It's easier to like, I don't know. It is that fable, that story, that far, far away. Uh-huh. But then you realize, oh, talking about me, and it's closer than that. I don't know if you read anything about that because it is. It feels very yeah. like what I remember looking at it and being like, "Who wrote this? This must be like from an Indian author." And it's like, no, this guy's German. Yeah, what was he doing? Like, how did he do that, and why? I wonder the reason why. I don't know. It's good. I like that he <laughs> it does it that good. way. But it's almost more universal because it's put outside of his audience's mm-hmm. framework. Well, yes. So it. I don't know if I said this already, but uh, his grandparents were like missionaries, uh, Christian missionaries, and they lived in India for their mission work and helped translate the Bible um, into a language that was native to the area. And then his parents were, I think, religious and Christian. And yeah, he there was a quote, I just read it on Wikipedia, but he said, he kind of had this... Um, idea that different people and different cultures have different ways to approach God, um, but that his parents, I forget how the quote goes. <laughs> Is it? Um, <laughs> it's like they're the living they out, yes, the way that they lived their Christianity, not preached, um, yeah. was so com- was the most compelling force in his life. That's what I found, because a lot of people, like, they'll study this book in religion courses. Mm. And when I read this book and the way I've become familiar with it, it kind of is religion, but it's not. It's more like search for truth, which is part of religion's purpose, mm-hmm. but he's not actually making a religious stance mm-hmm. that, uh, in this case, Buddhism, for instance, is wrong or right. He's more so just saying, what is truth? Mm-hmm. Where do we find it? And why is it lacking? And how do we go about pursuing it and do we even care mm-hmm. more so so for me it's more of a philosophical book it's like and religion and philosophy are so close in many ways but yeah yeah it doesn't it seems like he's wrestling with religion but does so through the philosophical like goes a little bit higher view like that's thirty thousand. i'm gonna go forty thousand. where did that come from truth mm. we want it <laughs> we're searching for it yeah and i mean that and, sounds plausible and peloton we trust <laughs> air fryer peloton you know the things yeah. Salvation. Yeah. So did you like this? This is a deep book. Uh, it's a new year. It's kind of a good time to read a book like this, I think. So For would sure. you recommend it? Did you like it? And then part of that is what's your rating? So we rate books here on Book It based on personal pan pizzas. How, how many would you give this? Out of five. Five being great. Everyone should read it. Zero being, oh, stay away. Anchovies. I'm going to give Siddhartha four personal pan pizzas. Uh, hand tossed. As well. Oh, you're changing. I'm just saying that's my favorite. But that's not even a personal pan pizza. You're doing a little personal hand tossed pizza. Yeah, that's a game changer. <laughs> it's a it's a whole new thing. This is a different kind of book. <laughs> it is different. Okay, I like it. And yeah, I've read it a couple times. This today. book, a couple times today. It wouldn't take long. Anyone that's out there that wants yeah. to read, it would not take long for you to read this book. Um, and it's his most famous novel, so give it a shot. That's yeah. what I say. I think I agree. Uh, maybe not with your rating. That was well, 
Would you give it a different rating? No, I don't. I'm not well versed enough to give a rating, and I'm the host. Remember? I'm the host. I, have to I don't answer the questions. <laughs> no, I think I would agree that it is easy to read. It's compelling. Uh, if you want a lot of depth but don't have a lot of time, this might be a good place to start. Word. Word. Word up. Anything else we're missing? Anything you want to add? No. Good. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you're watching us, yeah, thanks for watching us. If you're just listening, that's great too. And hopefully you'll come back next week where I think I'm going to go on a road trip. Road trip. So join us for a road trip next week if you if you want. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Bye. Cold peace out.